Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 119, the 119th iteration of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The Southeast, specifically Atlanta, Georgia, premier video game podcast. The one and only Atlanta-based premier <laughs> premier video game podcast. Not, uh, not, the, not the soccer-based team. No, who is a premier of nothing <laughs> thus far after the restart. They've been extra disappointing. Oh, kind of like I don't a, know. Sports as a whole right now is weird. So I'm I'm just glad to have live sports again. Win or lose, we're all we're all winners right now at this point. I think um, yeah. Somebody I think I uh, Edgar Ward made that comment where he's like, uh, maybe we should have just backed out. Kind of like uh, what was it, Dallas? Who what was that club that backed out? Louisville did. I think Dallas was one, and there was another club that had a bunch of positive tests. Yeah. I don't think we had any though. Uh. A light sprinkling of news tonight. Uh, This is an older story, but I feel like we need to address it. Andy McNamara has left Game Informer, is headed to the House of Madden. Xbox Xbox production is discontinued for Xbox One X, paving way for one Xbox Series X. See what I did there? xCloud will be included in Game Pass Ultimate. Sony ramps up PS5 production. DualSense Keeley demo highlights Astro Robotics. Us are speechless. Uh, <laughs> we have the highlights of the Stadia Direct. Remember Stadia? Devolver had their E3 esque presentation, as did Ubi Forward. Uh, we have June MPD sales and Lego NES pieces its way into our hearts. Brant, thank you for contributing that one. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brant McKee. Hello. And uh, ascending from the depths of his <laughs> desk area vicinity, Cesar Concepcion the second. That's, that wasn't me. I came back at the right time because previously I had no internet connectivity for whatever reason. Oh. Uh, you were here, sir. We never lost you. And you probably heard me rambling. Uh, nope. I actually came back when you finished, so it was perfect timing. <laughs> now we see a close-up of your dome. We never lost you, sir. And now it's blurred out your dome, so okay. it's doing its job, I guess. Did you find what you were looking for down there? Uh, Yeah, the land cable keeps popping back in and out because uh, you guys kept freezing on me and I kept losing connectivity. Oh, yeah, I've got one. I haven't permanently run a, a one of my routers in here, so I just I run this old Cat5 across the floor every week when we record, so it'll help out. Are you hardwired, Brent? No, I'm not. Man, you never lag or anything. You're pretty good. Wait for glances, it. Glances at Days Gone. <laughs> it's, it's Days Gone. I pray to Days Gone before we start the podcast to make sure my connection stays good. Days gone. Keep my connection secure. I promise I'll play you one day. <laughs> <laughs> I will play you one day if you keep my, my connection <laughs> lag-free and secure and you allow for the best recording quality. I turned that into a robot prayer for some reason. We all did. Hey, man, I realized with my headband game, I'm close to a Marcus Phoenix. You think I could, think I could get to the point where I pull off the Marcus Phoenix? Dom. You might need some steroids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the rest of me, the rest of me doesn't feel yeah, it out. I mean, yeah, your your shoulders have to. You have to have no neck. You can't have any neck. Yeah, and then, there you go. Then you got to do time in prison for a certain amount of years. <laughs> but you well, got to bust me out because you're uh, you're dom curious. No, I'm gonna be dead after the second game or third game. Third game. I just gotta make sure after the second game I'm out. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers for Gears Three, people. <laughs> It may or may not to be the to the tune of Mad World, a, a callback to the original commercial. 
That was fun, man. We we did a Gears marathon before. That was well before four came out, right? We just we just played through all of them. Uh, that seems accurate. Yeah, we didn't play Judgment though. Brant, what's your uh, Gears of War lore, interest, and knowledge level? Shoot, I played, I believe, the first three, and gosh, I, I don't think I've picked up a Gears of War since three came out. I had it day one. I had a friend come over, and we sat and co-opted a good portion of it, and then I just yeah. finished it out. That's the way but, to play. Gosh, I don't, I don't know if I've touched a Gears since then, but I enjoy them. They're great games. I've I've now played through all of them co-op with Cesar, except for Judgment, which I don't think either one of us has ever touched. I think we played. Did we play the beginning part? We're like, hmm. Maybe the first level where it was kind of arcadey looking, and we're, we jumped out afterwards. We're like, nah, if this kind of like kind of like we do with Halo Reach. Yep. Just to see, just to pop it in and and see what it looked like. I yeah, we Dale, uh, Dale was the one that's trying to string us along with Halo Reach. Like, eh, it's not bad, and we were all like, "Err." <laughs> <laughs> well, we had just finished. What well, we played, we played through Halo Three at that point. We just we didn't want to jump right back into Reach. Or no, we were playing Gears. Yeah, I think we yeah. we jumped. Remember, we jumped in Halo Reach first because we were trying to do the storyline. Yep. Concurrent storyline. So we got Gears Ultimate when the Xbox One, when that bundle came out. That's when Cesar and I jumped on Xbox One this generation. And we played through that in one night, and it was incredible. Dang. Co-op. Yep. It was awesome. And, uh, and so we got to the Burmag. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, the Burmag was a little bit of a slog. And then uh, at that same time that one had come out, they made all the other ones backwards compatible. And the, the, the SKU that we got came with all the games, which they're free on Game Pass now, but this was pre-Game Pass. And it came with all of them backwards compatible. You just downloaded that that code or whatever that came with the console, and we just kept it going. We played right, all. They, they just kept giving out this code like crazy. Yeah, I think I have a couple laying around, Brand. If you need digital copies of Gears One through, is it one, two, three in Judgment? Is that what came with that code? It was the the original 360 ones, I think. Yeah, it was all of them. Heck yeah! I might have one of those sitting around. I think the last one I had was expired. Then, uh, well, Brant, where you left off, four is a good return to form. I would say it's similar to one. It doesn't quite have the scope of two and three. And then five is just batshit crazy, awesome. <laughs> it's like a combination of two and three, I would say. It was it was my game of the year last year. And that was another one that Cesar and I played through together co-op and just, man, I had a blast with that game. They went some places with the storytelling, so... Uh, Cesar, we need to play through that again, by the way, so I can get the reverse. I can get the non-Dom Curious storyline. There were some cutscenes and such that I did not get to experience. Which one? Uh, Quattro or Cinco? Cinco. You were playing as oh, the main yeah. character. That was, that was weird, because I remember you just sitting there like, I'm just, I'm just looking at a blank screen. Yeah. What are you doing? Did a game freeze? And he's like, no, I'm watching a cutscene. And I'm not playing as that character, so I don't even see that cutscene. It's just something totally different. I'm watching the main character freak out. Like, well, what are you getting? And Cesar's describing it to me. We had some crazy game-breaking bugs on that with those playthroughs, though. Remember the completing that that whole mission and <laughs> it didn't save anything? Or, like, Jack got stuck up in the, the atmosphere and wouldn't come down and, and give us the the prize for that section? Yeah, I remember that's, that's the only reason that... 
gives me pause when uh, Halo Infinite comes out because all those first weekend bugs. And I was like, man, because there was some of that shit that took the fun out of it for us. Uh, Gears 5, we took that day off. You know, it went live at midnight. We'd preloaded, all that kind of stuff. We took that Friday or whatever it was off, and we could not play. We could not connect to servers and play. And we just wanted to play multiplayer co-op, and it wouldn't let us do it. So it was like we tried for like three hours, three o'clock in the morning, and just said, we'll try it again tomorrow. That was kind of a bummer. So anytime I'm hyped, so I was like, nope, remember Gears 5. <laughs> we were super hyped that day, and it didn't turn out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I give them the benefit of the doubt. You never know. They could. I don't know. I'm like you. I mean, they're doing this cross-generational thing, so. Mm, this is also one they really don't want to mess up. They really don't want that to be the story launch night. I mean, Gears 5 was a big game, but it's not, you know, Series X, Halo Infinite. It's not that that level. Uh, you know, between me and you, I don't think it really matters because it's if they build this whole thing based off of a uh, PC, then it should be similar. How you know everybody has a different flavor of PC, so yeah, I guess it's as long as they have everything on the back end working like it should. That's all that matters. Yep. All right, y'all ready to jump into news? Nine minutes in. I thought we did. I thought we we're done. We ramble long <laughs> enough. Yeah. Hey, yeah. gears. Uh, the yeah, news was just done. for Brant and what gears games he needs to play yeah. and in which order. You can find us on Stitcher. There we go. Uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> Himalaya. That's the new one. <laughs> I like Amalia. the mountain region. Let's go with that one. <laughs> you like the mountain region? <laughs> Streaming live on Himalaya. Uh, no, let's jump into news. This is actually older news, but I, I definitely feel like it, it is uh, worth mentioning, and his landing place has been announced in that meantime. But uh, this comes from uh, Gamas- Gama Sutra, not Gamatsu, not to be confused. Um, the news brief is longtime Game Informer editor-in-chief Andy McNamara has joined up with Electronic Arts as the company's new director of comms strategy. Um, he had left Game Informer earlier in the month um, after 29 years at Game Informer. And I think I think this is a big thing to note. You know, we're attempting to make our footprint into – I wouldn't say we're games journalists because we're not trained in that in that regard, but we, we do have a pulse on the industry. We report on it. We play new games. We play old games, but, uh, we all have had or currently have subscriptions to game informer and the articles that they put together and the, the new looks and, and, um, the cover stories, they're known for their cover stories, you know, kind of displaying a new game. And I've been a game informer subscriber as long as I can remember, but he was a, a definitely a stalwart for the industry. Does anybody have any big Game Informer memories? Mm, I don't know. I don't think I was ever big in Game Informer. I think that was mostly you because of the, your previous employment. I was about you to say more, uh, access you bought to some it. subscriptions from me. <laughs> I think a majority of what my uh, my days of uh, reading game magazines was always going to be like uh, the, the unofficial PlayStation Magazine, Game Fan. EGM. Right around that PlayStation N64 era. Next Generation Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yep, we wish him uh, good luck at EA. EA has been a good one. This guy's been in games media longer than anybody else. I don't think anybody spans 29 years career-wise, especially yeah, in I one mean, place. Yeah, but you see all the, I mean, you know, GameStop's going through some changes right now, so he probably went to something a little bit more stable. You know, they, they lost a lot of people in that uh that hurt him morally. Yeah, 
he lost uh, some close staffers. It wasn't in that article, but I think Andrew Reiner's the new editor in chief, and he's longtime game informer too. So that's another good pick. It should continue along being the the same quality people are used to, as long as they're given the resources they're they're used to, I guess. Yeah. Uh, next up in news, Microsoft discontinues Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital Edition ahead of Series X launch. This comes from The Verge. They will continue to manufacture the Xbox One S, the disc version. So this really shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. I think I'm really just surprised it made news cycles. Yeah, I would have been more surprised if I saw something from Sony discontinuing like the PS4. But they really only have one skew. Well, they could get rid of the PS4 is what you're saying and just keep the PS4 Pro on shelves. Like get rid no, of the I'm slim. I'm saying just in general I would have been more surprised. Yeah. I know they're not going to do it. I'm just... This, I, this, is the, this doesn't come to surprise me in Microsoft because, I mean, they're going to allocate those new uh, resources for the new consoles, and which means their new consoles are going to probably be aptly priced. That's why they're not going to keep the older ones around, so there's no yeah. point. Sell through the older ones, you know, maybe not clearance immediately, but sell through stock that they currently have. They always have to keep a certain amount as replacements for warranties and such. Um, I guess they did the math and figured the 1S with the disk drive was the one to keep around. That I think that was the surprising part to me. For them, it's probably still a big seller. Man, yeah, I think, they they I pushed think that digital one. Yeah, I think they wanted to keep out that uh, 1S as a, a starter pack. So They pushed that digital edition so much. like That was one of their big holiday things, and... They've always been about, you know, they haven't always been about, but since the Project Scorpio, they've been about the power push. So now they now they don't have that Scorpio edition out there, the, you know, the 1X. Hey, we'll see how the cookie crumbles, right? Yeah, so outside of that, I think uh, I Microsoft week, huh? They also announced that the xCloud streaming free with the uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate in September. This is all from the article from The Verge from Tom Warren. We'd been wondering if this was going to be a separate cost or if they were going to end up rolling it in. So that's a hell of a cost or, uh, value to consumers. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, this helps with the, the whole next-gen uh, console wars, they always say. But uh, I, don't, I don't think that would be a big shot to Sony. This would be mostly a big shot to uh, Stadia. Yeah. Since not having have, to buy those, not having to buy a separate SKU to play anywhere. Right. I mean, that, I think that's going to force uh, Google to redo their model a little bit better. So I'm sure they're looking at that, and because uh, you know, at this point, I don't think they'll give up on that whole stadium until they start getting their uh, their first party games out there. If their first party games don't sell well after that, I think they'll they'll give up on that platform and maybe just make four. It'll go the way of Hangouts. Yeah. And Google Google Message mm-hmm. and their graveyard of other products. I, I think that's what they're just hanging on. So, I mean, I guess we'll talk about that later on uh, in the news. I know we got some uh, steady updates. They did do some, <laughs> some updates. We have some Stadia news, ladies and gentlemen. Hang around for that if you're not listen to, listening to us shamble through uh, Xbox news. Please, yeah. please stay around for the Stadia exclusive announcements. And the same um, joke that everybody said on Twitter, oh, I didn't even know there was a Studio Connect today. It was like the same thing. 
It's out there. If you keep up with games news like we do, you, you knew it was going on. Yeah. Whether it interested you or not, that's a whole other deal. I would have been more interested once they get some of their uh, first-party stuff. I was more interested when they uh, signed those deals with certain studios for certain exclusive games. And then I'm like, all right, let's – I mean, if they get something good, I'll, I'm down to try it. Yeah. Right. This first uh, this first six months to a year or so has kind of been like the Wii U effect. Like, okay, here's another way to play Mass Effect. Here's another way to play Batman: Arkham Origins, or it's uh, or Destiny Two. Or uh, everybody made the same joke when they uh, talk about trying to play Sinkiro on there. What was oh, the joke? We got to hear it now. Oh, just with the whole, uh, you know, a game like that where you, you need a very precise timing. Yeah. And it's like, I hope, uh, I hope you don't get that delay. And then that whole start of the whole argument where some people's like, I never had a delay. The Stadia oh. Defenders? Yeah. I'd like to meet one face-to-face. I still want to demo the product. I want to try it out and see what it's like. Any interest, Brant? Not, not really. Not at all. As far Is as it- Google Stadia goes. Is it because you'd have to buy those same those same games all over again? Yeah, I mean, it, with with Microsoft, it, it makes a lot of sense what they're doing. You know, you you pay your subscription fee and you get these games basically on demand. Yeah. Um, but Stadia's whole um, gimmick up front was you don't have to buy dedicated hardware. You know, you just buy this little controller, you buy this little device, and then here you right. go, boom, you're Chromecast. playing games. And, yeah, you don't need anything else. And you know, what they didn't tell you is, yeah, you're having to buy the digital licenses for every single game you want to play. Right. And it, it just it didn't appeal to me at all. Cesar, you've talked about the coworkers who we thought might fit this Stadia. Maybe we should save all this news for Stadia stuff for this discussion. But uh, the guys who play, you know, a Tom Clancy every year or a Madden or anything like that, you know, this would save them because now you can get the Chromecast and the controller for a hundred bucks. So that would save them on having to get a whole new platform. Has anyone been interested in in joining that ecosystem that you've talked to? No, I think everybody is at work is still the traditional gamer. I think I've only met a couple of people in um, certain other areas in IT where they've been out of gaming for like ten years, but you know they they just recently had kids or you know they're just their their family life so busy that they right. had interest into it just because of the fact you can play on the phone. I don't think they've jumped on it yet because you can't you can't play through like LTE yet. When five G comes out, maybe. But uh, they want that ability where they're out there waiting at football practice or somewhere out there where they can just pop out their phone and play whatever time they do have. That makes sense. So I mean, because that's literally the kids at the bus. Yeah. Yep. So I feel it. It's real. Uh, We're gonna switch gears to Sony. Sony reportedly boosts PS5 production by fifty percent. That comes from The Verge, but they are quoting a Bloomberg article. Uh, The original projections were like. Four to five million, I think, or five to six million, and they are saying that they have upped it to nine. Nikkei says that, and Bloomberg is saying ten million. So that'd be a pretty quick, a uh, lot of stuff out there in the market. Uh, the Verge notes the PS4 launched in November 2013 and had had sold through 4.2 million units by the end of the following month. So hopefully. 
you know, console launches can be kind of crazy. Hopefully it's not insane trying to get a hold of one of these. Um, Cesar and I tried to kick around some uh, launch plans. Brant, do you are you day one adopting, you think, at this point? Or what's your goal? Uh, I'm still waiting. As soon as I see that price point, um, when price point came around, um, PlayStation was my choice this past generation, and I waited a little bit. And still wound up getting an uh, Xbox One X, the big okay. v- VHS style box. Yes. When it was still a thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, PlayStation was was my first choice. And looking at it right now, it still is is possibly my my first choice again. And I'm right. just like I said, I'm waiting to see see on price. Um. Because I mean, just like you, I've got a I've got a family, and I've just got to kind of watch finances and everything. And as long as it's not crazy, you know, seven eight hundred dollars or something, which I doubt. I get a doubt second job, Brant. You love PlayStation. Get a second job. <laughs> what do you guys think the price will be if we want to if we want to go there with uh, discussions? I think everything's gonna be four ninety nine. I had four forty nine that I was kicking around. It I'm seems say, like a seems like a middle ground between oh god, not quite PS three, but a little bit more than PS four launch, but you can tell the difference and they're gonna tell they're gonna sell you on the SSD and the new dual sense controller and there may be a more of a pack in than Astrobot as a value proposition. What were you gonna say, Brent? I, I'm leaning four ninety nine. Disc, I hope I hope I'm right. Drive, Let me be the right one. And three ninety nine for just all digital. Hundred dollars yep. less. Yeah, great minds think alike. I think they'll take the extra fifty off the digital edition. Okay. Instead of it being four forty nine, three ninety nine, I think the I think it'll be a hundred dollars less. Yeah. It's it's less. an it's an attractive price point. It would make sense. What are these? Because I think Microsoft's going to be on theirs. It's going to be four ninety nine and three ninety nine for theirs. So I think yep. that's what they're going to end up doing with their two. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Uh, let's say they're making ten million PS fives right now. What is that split between disc and discless discless ones? How do you think that breaks down? It's uh, if you look at the sales for PS four, I think it's almost fifty fifty or a little bit higher digital. So I. You got to look at the sales. I think they're going to go based off how uh, the sales are going. So. Yeah, but you also want your retail partners. You want Best Buy and GameStop if they're still around by then. You want them getting a piece of that, you know, add-on sales with software. Uh, I think it's a perfect time for them now since there's not really going to be many stores and that many people packed in there to buy yeah. stuff. So most of that's that going to be online anyway. So at that's this point, this, if you're going to do a sneak attack, it's the time to do it. Sneak attack. Get it out there. Sega Saturday. Sony Saturday. <laughs> They're just out there. I'm going to go with uh, 60-40. 60% disc-based, 40% all digital skew. Because if it's three ninety nine, I'd imagine there's going to be more people jumping on the cheaper price point. So I just remember like when the 360 and the PS3 came out, those cheaper ones were the least best-selling, at least in my vicinity. But they were major... There were major features missing, like that PS3, the 20 gig didn't have Wi-Fi, if I remember right, but the 60 gig did. 
But no, I, I think this generation is going to be different, man. I got a lot of people at work who bought the disc versions, and they're very excited about going to all digital this gen. So, did they not know they could go digital now and still have the disc drive? Uh, or they're just they're just that's their entryway, and they're good to go with it. The PS4 is what converted them digital because oh. they were always disc, and they saw how easy it is to just buy it digitally and have it downloaded. And they're just like at this point, they're like, they're like, you know what? I'm at this point where they're ready to just go all digital. So. Okay. Before they were mostly this, and now they they converted over. So, I see the benefits. Like, uh, you know, gears we were lucky enough to preload, even though it still shit the bed on its launch day. But like, I popped in Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, we had a a mutual friend, friend of the show, Andrew Bernard, was already playing at twelve o'clock. I saw at twelve o'clock he's playing Ghost of Tsushima, so he was ready to go with his digital copy right off the rip. So, as soon as it went live, he was ready to go. There are some benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Uh, included in that article is Oculus also increasing orders for new headset. I, did, I missed that part. Sorry about that. Um, does it say which model? Uh, Nikkei doesn't say whether it's a standalone system like the Quest or a tethered headset like the Rift S. All right. I imagine it's the, the Quest. It's their hot seller right now. Or whatever and their new one that they were hinting at coming out. So Whatever their next product is. Yeah. Do you think they'll have something that actually fully officially integrates that USB-C connection for for roping in the rest of that Play Store or whatever they call it? I'd imagine. Just give it time. Yeah. I mean, they're going to unify that store, so it makes it a lot more user-friendly. Yep. All right, we'll stick on the PlayStation News wagon. This is uh, Brant's story. He threw it in last minute. <laughs> so he gets, he gets to take it. So uh, earlier this week, uh, actually, not too much earlier. It was a few days ago. Uh, Jeff Keeley had a video uh, where he went live and had a hands-on uh, first impressions with the new PS5 DualSense controller. Um, in the video, he showed off the controller first thing. He talked about how it felt a little heavier than your uh, standard PS4 DualShock, um, but not in a bad way it had like a a decent amount of heft to it to feel like it was um a very sturdy product right um he talked about as far as as far as the feel went it felt very similar to the ps4 um controller Mm -hmm. um and then he then gave us a demo uh where he went into uh astro's playroom um which astro's playroom is going to be a packing game with the PS5, it comes preloaded in on the hard drive, um, and it's described as a light-hearted platform-based um, <laughs> game. It's based on the popular Thank you for that Astro description. Bot. We weren't sure uh, about uh, the content of AstroBot. It's very, uh, very Mark Cerny of you. So, Could have been the AstroBots from uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> so Fem- the FemBots. The FemBots. Oh gosh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> FemBots Adventure. That's your launch PS5 oh, title Lord. with your dual sense. Where they had the machine guns in the in the bras. They yep. did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brent. We derailed your whole conversation derailed. about dual sense. So, as he went through, he was showcasing all the different things. Walking through um, sand, uh, he went through like a like a sandstorm, and you could hear the wind through the um, speaker on the controller. He said there was a different sensation through the controller as he was moving 
his character through the sand. Um, he went to a um, a different section where he the the character was put into this uh, it's like a spring loaded frog suit, mm-hmm. and uh, he talked about the adaptive uh, triggers and how there was this interesting, unique sensation um, for what the the triggers did as far as like mimicking the the springs and the control for for that section of the game. Um, and then we got to see uh, a section where he had to blow on the controller just like you had to blow on your Nintendo 3D or the just regular Nintendo DS. Yeah. Um, and your Famicom. Yes. Um, Great feature, by the way. I know. But he... <laughs> Cesar's uh, not excited. <laughs> yeah. He's acting he's like actually, he didn't. He's acting like he didn't yell objection at the Phoenix Wright judge. Objection. That's that was it. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't super in depth, and he said it was more of just a a really unique experience. And I'm sure it's going to be one of those things where we're not going to completely understand it until we get our hands on it. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 kind of like trying to explain VR to somebody. He said right. it's 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 a completely different experience playing with this controller than any other controller he's ever played with. So, I mean, how do you explain somebody how VR feels? You know, how do you explain somebody how this dual sense with the haptic feedbacks and the adaptive yeah. triggers and all this, that, and the other? Um, it's like I the 3D we'll Rumble or HD Rumble they called it on Switch and. The 3D audio on the PS5, like I can't wait to get that headset and, and try out something that really takes advantage of that that immersive audio. Sounds good, man. When they first started talking about it and they talked about Gran Turismo where, you know, a tire could go off the edge and you felt it a certain way in the grass versus the one that was on the on the asphalt still. I can't wait to to feel how this how this changes the way we play games. That's that's what the exciting part is always with next generation. Yeah, because they <clears throat> Oh, go ahead. I thought you were saying something. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, what, what was that marketing guy said? Uh, he said it was like each, that dual sense controller interacts with each of your senses. So That's a good marketing term. Dual so, senses of weight. I think he used that as an example. I mean, they both, they, it's like you said, Brent, they both acknowledge that. I mean, they can talk about it all day, but nobody's going to know until they get it in their hands. So I don't think the Keeley went too into detail about it he kind of like derailed a lot of that stuff about the pre-order situation and everything so yeah they I mean, did they say go- that that was part of that right Cesar? Mm-hmm. they said that they wouldn't drop it on a moment's notice like we were sitting there thinking they were i guess they're going to announce it ahead of time when they're going to do the pre-order so i think uh, a lot of people are right i think you're going to have this show from microsoft in a couple of days and then they'll you'll have sony's rebuttal in august and that's when they'll do their pricing and pre-order so yeah, because Microsoft, I didn't put in the news, but they've said this this thing on the 23rd is all games. Mm-hmm. No hardware talk, no price talk, nothing. They're just going to show games. So this is what we've been wanting from them. So let's let's see what's coming up on the – that'll be our next show, right? Yeah. 23rd, I think, yeah. God, I wish we could live stream that. Brent, I think that's your schedule looking like Thursday? <laughs> work. Yeah. Work. At work. Same. I'll be in the building, so. I'm not this Thursday, so – 
Uh, make sure you guys tune into No Podcast on Twitch, uh, Himalaya. <laughs> no, maybe I, I, I can drop wouldn't. in the chat. Yeah, there we go. Brant's live in the chat, running the chat. That is almost a full time. <laughs> Cesar, we were talking about this in pre-production, but remember when we had the those people uh, fans that were watching. I think it was Silent. It was either Silent Hill or Siren, and they were. Uh, we had like a running conversation with a bunch of them in the mm-hmm. chat. It was just, it was like constant back and forth, which was really cool. But that's like a full-time job keeping up with both of those. Uh, Stadia Connect. We've worked our way back around to Stadia Connect. Did anyone watch this? Absolutely not. Nope. I did not either. I just uh, waited to the highlights from somebody on Twitter. So I was like, nah, just no hit all the, the notes I need to see. That is true. These highlights come from Geek Tyrant, and they uh, have titled the article. Here are some of the highlights from the latest Stadia Connect. Well done. That's what we needed. That's all we needed. Highlights. I'll vote that article. You upvoted? Yep, <laughs> right now. Uh, Google Stadia recently had a new Stadia Connect to show games, everything to show gamers everything that they are getting in the coming months, as well as recap what's available. We got another look at Orcs Must Die 3 which is now available, and the reveal of Splash Damage and Stadia Games and Entertainment's Outcasters, and much more. Super Bomberman R Online will be a first on Stadia title this fall. One Hand Clapping is a first on Stadia now available. First on Stadia is their marketing term, so that's what I'm stumbling through. Dead by Daylight is coming in September with cross-play across all platforms and cross-progression with Nintendo Switch and PC. Season 8 of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds launches on July 30th. Hitman and Hitman 2 will be available on September 1st with Hitman 3 joining January 2021. Serious Sam 4 will launch on Stadia and PC this August. I thought that was an exclusive for them for some reason. Uh, it's coming to consoles next year. Uh, Outriders is coming this holiday season. WWE 2K Battlegrounds is coming on September 18th. PGA Tour 2K21 arrives on August 21st. I'm really excited about that golf game. I want to see what it's about. This is, a, this is a new spin on golf for a while, for the first time in a while. NBA 2K21 is coming this fall. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice comes this fall. Hello Neighbor, Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek. Uh, additional confirmed titles include Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legion, Marvel's Avengers, Bowder's Gate 3, Republic, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris, Gods and Monsters, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, Chorus, Windbound, Windjammers 2, Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order, FIFA, Madden NFL, El Hijo, A West Wild West Tale, Monster Jam, Steel Titans, Rock of Ages 3, Make a Break, Priest Tales, Gunsport, Destroy All Humans, Kona, and Relicta. Uh, and as we noted, you can get a per, you can purchase a Stadia Premier Edition for $99, which includes a Stadia controller and Chromecast Ultra to let you play on your television. Thank you, Tommy Williams at Geek Tyrant, for that wonderful summary. All right. So, if you were in the Stadia ecosystem, you do have some things to look forward to. Sorta. Maybe. It's not nothing. Oh, man, it's tough for people who have started out gaming in Stadia, so. Right. Or swapped over to that type of uh, model. That roadmap is there. Even though they probably need some more games, though. If I was in that Stadia ecosystem, I'd be like, there's not enough new stuff out there for me. (laughs) I mean, I'd be better off just gaming on a PC or PS4 or Xbox One, you know. If they were getting, like, day-to-day everything that all the consoles were getting, it'd probably be a different story. Oh, okay. That would be an argument. 
but everything is later. Or it's a gimped version, like everything is supposed to be 4K, high frame rate, and all this kind of stuff. And I think Red Dead Redemption 2 was the one that highlighted, like, nope, it ain't that great. And they pointed right. back to the developer, and they're like, oh. Right, yeah, it's the developer's fault. Because that's good for you, because that's what uh, Microsoft did starting out, and what Sony did starting out. They were really uh, developer-unfriendly on their platforms. Probably can't do that. Does somebody want to take that Devolver show while I refill my drink? It's a Devolver show. It's nonsense. I mean, that's all it is. That was the Devolver show bit. All right. <laughs> outside of that, as uh, Devolver Direct 2020, um, I don't think it really announced anything really new per se outside of a couple of uh, stuff that's already been announced previously. Uh, they want their whole uh, shtick where they have this uh, fake CEO and what happened to her and how they do uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, marketing on uh, video games. So uh, they started out the show and they talked about Shadow Warrior 3. Um, that was coming to PC, I believe. I don't think they said if it was coming to next-gen consoles or current-gen consoles. Uh, they also went into Carry On, Carrion which was uh, announced, pre- I think, last year, and they had uh, Phil Spencer on there where they gave the date, which was July 23rd, which will also show up on uh, Game Pass that day. Now also come on Switch and PC. Um, went into a couple of uh, early access stuff like Blightbound, which is an online local multiplayer dungeon brawler, uh, which is coming to Steam early access on July 29th. Uh, Weird West, uh, which is an isometric immersive sim from the co-creators of Dishonored and Prey and Weird West is due 2021. Uh, Sam 4, which Richard talked about earlier, which is a Stadia First type of deal. It's coming out August on PC. And so they didn't call it Stadia First because it's coming on PC that day as well. Uh, we got a day for the fall, guys, which is that weird Wipeout-based game. comes out like uh, August 4th. Uh, and then uh, Aligi, which is like a 2D... Ninja Gaiden Samurai type thing. They use the word Prince of Persia inspired action adventure game, which is coming to PC and Nintendo Switch this fall. Whatever reason they said on the, the show that was out that day, but I think that was a mistake. And then they ended everything with the Devolver uh, Land Expo, which is like a first person marketing simulator, which is you just going around an uh, expo that's kind of like E3. Uh, it is free to download on Steam. I did not download it, so I can't speak from experience. Um, <laughs> Outside of that, this is all from IGN from Joe's Scribbles. I can't say that name. <laughs> I think Scribbles is right. Yeah, you, can't, you probably can't say my name either, so we're both wrong. It's fair. Um, and that, in all in all, is the whole Devolver Digital show. A lot of it was just uh, stuff that's previously announced that they finally gave dates to. And, I mean, it, it wasn't. Uh, I think last year's show, they announced a whole bunch of stuff, but, you know, all that stuff's kind of finally coming out this year, so. Devolver makes fun shows, kind of like a limited run. They got their own twisted humor. I'm not muted, am I? So I start confused. No, I'm trying to figure out if this is a fan that's coming from my PC or somebody's out there and using a blower at 924 at night. I think somebody outside is using a blower. This checks out. I hear it, actually. Yeah. I do hear it. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing that, but. Yes, get your yard work done. All right. Uh, 
there was also a UB Forward event, which we knew some of the big announcements coming out last week. I mean, uh, so, that's what pretty con- much called it. <laughs> yeah, it was a confirmation of whatever they already announced, right? Yeah. yeah. Just Dance 2020, Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet. An Apple TV. Oh, that's the Apple TV show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Crew 2, The Division 2, Trials Rising, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is adding AI uh, squad mates. Watchdogs Legion, Brawlhalla, which is coming to iOS and Android. Uh, there was a mobile showcase. There's another Tom Clancy game called Elite Squad that had Sam Fisher in it. Everybody went crazy because we still haven't seen any Splinter Cell updates recently. Uh, Far Cry 6. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Am I missing anything? November 17th release date for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nothing else important has ever happened on that day in the life of this podcast. Outside of my birth. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. And and a lot of Sony console launches seem to be November 17th-ish. Yeah, I imagine it's probably going to be like the, the 20th or a couple days before this year. So They have a blower or a dump truck? That's I'm like, I really want to go out that window and look what the fuck's happening. It seems like they're blowing <laughs> up like one of those uh, bouncy houses. Are they deflating it or blowing it up? It's Sunday um, night, I, man. I, I'm going to go look. It's like 924 fucking night. I was like, this has to be a PC fan, but it's not. Go check oh. it out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> He's looking. We have to We have to hear this live report. <laughs> it's my PC fan. I'd be more worried that it was that. Like, why is it getting hot? Nope. It's a, it's a fucking blower. Somebody's just going down the driveway blowing shit out like dead at night. 924. Yeah, I guess Damn. he's like... He's probably like, ah, this is the only time I can get it done. He's like, he 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 only, I never see that dude at home. He leaves at like 6 a.m. and gets home at like 7 p.m., whatever job he does. It's probably like, it is what it is. I'm not paying some kid to come my grass. Every time you pause, we just hear like, <laughs> we hear in the background. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, legit what's going on for so long. I'm like, there's something wrong here. I'm like, what the fuck? 9.30 p.m., leaf blowing. I think the worst was last night because I think last night I was playing games, so I didn't hear. But uh, my my ring went off and somebody was going around the neighborhood, and they were just doing donuts. So I was like, when I, I drove around this morning, it's like every like cul-de-sac was like burnt tires everywhere. Like they just <laughs> went around the whole neighborhood, whatever circle they had, just they just did donuts and went on to the next circle, just did donuts. Like 9:59 p.m. last night. Why? So, so I got like tire marks all inside the my cul-de-sac. Like, damn kids. Your kids and your donuts. Damn drunk pedestrians. And your 9 p.m. drugs. I can't remember what it was. What was the Back to the Future? It's like drunk pedestrians or drunk drivers. I can't remember what the comment he made at the end of it. Drunk pedestrians. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do June 2020 MPD figures. We like doing sales figures on here. Brant, you are a longtime listener. What do you think of our sales figure discussions? Are they interesting? Are they uninteresting? They are interesting. I enjoy listening to them. It doesn't uh, put you to sleep? No, no. I think it's definitely newsworthy. All right. Here's what made newsworthy for the month of June 2020, according to the MPD group. Uh, this article comes from – I always look for a good MPD. Uh, VentureBeat is the one who usually publishes it, and it's just super detailed, and we have to, like, dive through all the – we look for simplicity. We're not journalists. And, uh, you know, the news is out there. You can find the news. We just try to – 
get the biggest stories. Having a wardrobe malfunction here. My Marcus Phoenix is coming loose. And so uh, uh, this article actually comes from Android Central. I thought it was a pretty good summary. Um, Naughty Dogs, Blockbuster, The Last of Us Part Two is the bestseller for the month and one of the best PlayStation launches ever. Did you read the article, Brant? Uh, I looked through it. Do you know what the biggest PlayStation launch is? The biggest PlayStation launch? Yeah. Mm. For a bigger launch month? It was Marvel's Marvel's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But they did go on to note, I, I saw it on Twitter, I didn't see it in this in this article specifically, but um, Spider-Man had like two or three weeks on Last of Us to, to get those sales in. Yeah. The Last of Us Part 2 is a huge success. Uh, they sold 4 million copies in three days. And it is the best-selling game. Wait a minute. The Last of Us 2 had the biggest, second biggest launch of any Sony published title. Uh, on the hardware front, the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console of the month. They've been on a pretty good roll. Uh, total sales are up. Hardware is down 17%. as expected. Uh, accessories and game cards is up 29%. I think that's more of the lockdown COVID-19 effect. Uh, your top 10 games for June are Last of Us Part 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Grand Theft Auto 5. Still holding on strong. I just, my, I just bought my fifth copy, so... I bought 12. I, every, time I, every time I put it on the shelf, it disappears. I'm like, where the fuck did it go? I gotta go buy another one. Day's gone. Uh, number five is Mortal Kombat 11. Number six is Red Dead Redemption 2. Number seven, Ring Fit Adventure. We we are three sales on there. Oh, we contributed, yeah. guys. Great job. Yeah, what did they say on there? It went from, like, number 89 <laughs> Eight, or something like that? 857 or something. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, that was number massive, 79 massive or something like that. Discovery. I can't remember what it was. It was, it was lower than that. It was three digits. It was yeah. crazy low. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure was number seven. Number eight was NBA 2K29 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And 10 is Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, another surprise on there, number 18, Persona 4 Golden on Steam. And that was the first time it had been in the, in the top 20 in seven years, eight years, whatever it is. It was another big jump. Maybe that was the 800 one. It wasn't Ring Fit. It was it was uh, Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> well, no, I think they they sold half a million copies on Steam because that's the Steam sales. Yeah, that was huge. That was a big hit for them. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Brant's Game of the Year is number 19. Mm, trying to see if there's some good. They did Last of Us Two is immediately in the top. It's either in the top five or top ten of the best-selling games of the past 12 months, which, of course, includes a big holiday season and all that. So, uh, Actually, here's that. They link to that article, I think. No, that's one of their articles. That's May. Oh, Mac Pescatello's thread. All right, here's the interesting stuff. We'll get it straight from the source. These are the quotes that Cesar was using. And there we go. Uh, Last of Us 2 instantly becomes the third best-selling game of 2020. So immediately, right off the rip, it is the third best-selling title of this year. And the eighth best-selling game of the 12-month period, ending in June. Second biggest launch behind Spider-Man, we mentioned that. Ring Fit Adventure ranked as the seventh best-selling game after finishing May ranked 835th. New stock entering the market drove the increase. Uh, Persona 4 Golden returned to the sales chart at number 18. Uh, I thought he noted where it came from, but I don't see it in here. Uh, New Horizons is still selling strong. We mentioned that one. 
the Xbox Elite Series 2 wireless controller was the best-selling accessory of June. That's surprising. The super expensive one. Have y'all tried one of the Elite controllers? Uh-uh. Yeah. You have tried it out? Is it worth all the the upgrades and the, the cost difference? Uh, I, It depends on how well... I mean, the biggest thing you get out of it is the paddles in the back. So it depends on how you want to set your... It's all about accessibility. Customization. Mm-hmm. I had a coworker bring it in from uh, home one day. Um, I don't think he uses it anymore. I mean, I mean, because it's like he just use, he doesn't use the paddles in the back. That's what it's really is for. So if you want to do like shortcuts for different things, on, depending on the game, then it works very well. But if you end up just using it just as a regular, that's what he ended up saying. He's like he just ended up using it as a regular controller, and he's like, eh, I'm not paying almost two hundred dollars for a controller. So. And I had a coworker that broke two of them. I'm like, you can replace the parts, but. It's too expensive to break those controllers when you can get uh, the regular ones on sale for 40 almost all the time. So, yeah. Well, not right now. They're harder to find, but but normally, especially Black Friday sales. Uh, I think that's all the MPD news. And, Brent, if you'll close us out with your Lego story. All right. I can do that. So this Lego my Lego. <laughs> Lego this, my news segment. This article comes from us from the verge um written by taylor lyles um so we got this reveal trailer um earlier this week uh dropped both on nintendo and lego um but they are teaming up together to give us a new nes uh, Lego building set. It contains uh, 46 pieces um, and they combine to create Ooh. a full NES, a controller, a um, NES Mario cartridge, and a old CRT. There you go, there you go um, Richard. Another TV for you to buy. I'm in. <laughs> they had you a CRT. Um, I was just thinking how ironic it has 2,600 pieces, like Atari 2,600. It took them till 2020 to be able to compete with the Atari 2,600. Finally. So they said that this will release uh, on August 1st. Uh, it's going to be the same day as the other Super Mario Lego sets. Um, this is going to be $230. Um, I'd rather which... buy this and buy Switch. So everybody I, th- I think it went up to 299 I'd it rather is, buy this than a Switch. It's two ninety nine, yeah. Yeah, it went up to two ninety nine since then. I think it's exclusive to their store. Yeah, but they did show this. It 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 does actually look really really neat. Uh, being able to uh, open the little flap on your little Lego NES, pop in the cartridge. It actually goes in and clicks in, uh, and then the TV has like a little crank on the side of it, and the little Mario will traverse this. Uh, section of one of the worlds and you know he'll he'll kind of hop up and down via just some little like there's a little mechanical arm in there that just kind of moves him up and down um and if you get the um the new little lego mario that comes with it the little creepy thing that has Mm. the light up face we didn't uh, like the way those looked either he's he's a little odd looking but if you place him on top um, he interacts with it and it plays um, classic 
NES Mario <laughs> music, which is pretty cool. <laughs> that's what I need. That's what mm-hmm. I need this to do. That's what that, that's what sold me on that price point. I was like, this is where my three hundred dollars is going. Oh yeah. Oh, they, they do note at the bottom. A Lego spokesman yeah. spokesperson confirmed the set will sell for two thirty. Lego site initially listed the site the set at two hundred, then at three hundred. And the spokesperson called that earlier pricing information a glitch. It's a cool novelty, but two thirty guys. That's that's steep, man. It's it's really steep. I mean, well, you look at it. I are your kids into Legos at all? Not because yet. Not dedicated kits like this. My kid, he wanted some kind of like Joker's Carnival thing one year. Uh, and we looked at it. It's this giant set of, mm-hmm. of Lego stuff, and it's well over a hundred bucks. Lego is very proud of their product, and so you add whatever. I don't know if they're using like some kind of RFID in there to where it can interact with that other Mario or yeah. what other little things they're throwing in. Um, but it's that's way too expensive. It is neat, and it's 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 not to scale, but it's still a good sized product. Mm-hmm. Two thirty, man, Oof. and you know these are going to sell out so fast, and then scalper market, and yeah. But it's a good looking set, except for the weird Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the Mario that comes with the kit looks good. It's, I'm watching the video again, and it's the one that Brant was talking about, the creepy eyes that you sit on top of the TV. Mm-hmm. And that's separate. So if you want the little yeah. Mario to interact, you're going to have to buy the other set. Those are a lot more affordable, I think, if I remember right, when I looked at the... Price of a video game, fifty nine ninety nine Or 60 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> so, so I said, price of a video game, nope. You can have that, or you, or you can have a copy of uh, Paper Mario. We're going to have three copies of Days Gone. Glances at Days Gone. I'm just or you can wait it. till Black Friday and have five copies of Days Gone. <laughs> Possibly. Richard almost had a spit take. I did. The Days Gone joke is, is a good one so far. <laughs> We're going to wear it out at some point. When Brant finally, finally plays Days Gone, the, the joke will be over with. All right, that's it for news. Anybody need a break before we go into games played? I'm good. I could probably start us off. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what two games I played? Uh, Ring Fit and Halo. You got it. I'm stuck with Ring Fit. Uh, I'm excited to hear. I'll start with Halo because I, w- I want to hear Brant's thoughts on Ring Fit. I know he started it. You're, you're um, officially the, the Vinny of the show with uh, Division 2. <laughs> I know. <laughs> People are like, okay, move along. <laughs> Day's gone. People, move along. We're hearing more uh, We're hearing more Ring Fit and Halo. But uh, I actually got, I got Ghost of Tsushima and I got Paper Mario. So I've, I've bought two brand new release games. And I've installed Ghost of Tsushima. I had full intent to play it Friday night. I was ready to go. Blocked off my schedule and my Halo crew. Two people hit me up and that was it. I was like, damn it. Because as everybody knows, I just like I like playing with people. So that's that's my go-to jam. Um, no real crazy modes. We played a couple Halo f- uh, 4 games and it's still Halo of Duty and... The Sprint. There's a whole lot of drama right now in the Halo community about whether Sprint's going to be an infinite or not, and and how that changes the map, and how how you have to 
how quickly it gets you to engagements. There's a whole science behind first person shooters and why certain ones grab people. And like Cesar and I thrived in PUBG with not seeing somebody for 40, 45 minutes. Like we would hide on purpose to not have those engagements, but we all know Halo's not a battle royale. So uh, that was a good time. Always love some Halo. Uh, while we were waiting for one other person to join us, a uh, friend of the show, Dale, who we mentioned before, played through Gears. What did he play? Gears 3 with us? Cesar, all the way through 3? That's the yeah, one that supported was, four people. I think it was uh, yeah, me, you, and uh, Russell, and Dale. And Dale. But uh, Dale's getting ready for Infinite as well. That's the one I think uh, I fell asleep on, where y'all kept finding me pointing the gun straight up in the mat. That was It was Gears 3. Yeah. We're like fighting through the level. We're ducking behind cover. You're, you're the very end. I'm at the beginning of the level like this. Cesar's just looking up at the sky with the chainsaw. We had. I'm like, I'm not shouting in the mic because everybody hears it, but I'm like, wake up, wake up. We need you. You have to. You have to advance. You have to come up here with us. We needed him to come up there with us. I did not care for that Halo. I mean, the uh, Gears Three story as much as I did the other first two games. The scope got too big, which is what they did with uh, Halo Four, and I believe they did with Five. So that's all we need to get to Five. But on that note, Dale has never played the Master Chief Collection campaigns. He played those campaigns on original hardware. So while we were waiting for two more players, he was like, hey, why don't we try out campaign and see what it's like? So we fired up Combat Evolved, and we are to the – are we to the Halo mission? We're done with Halo, and we're halfway through Truth and Reconciliation. You're not so, to the library yet? No, we're uh, – actually, we're, start at, we're at the start of Silent Cartographer. But our other two people showed up, like, right as we're about to start that mission. And Silent Cartographer is so hard to stop on because you, you drop on the beach, the music's pumping – you get in the Warhog, or you clear that first part of the beach, then you get in the Warhog, and you have to go do those other bits. And that's just uh, Silent Cartographer has always been me and Russell's favorite level. It's just pure Halo. And then uh, Ring Fit Adventure, um, Brant, I'll let you touch on most of what you encountered with it. But have you seen the alarm, like the alarm you can set for it? I have. Okay, so I set mine for twelve o'clock, so I can do it every day while I'm up there working at twelve. But it'll like, you just hear this, and I'm looking around. I'm not used to it. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's that blue home light on the ring con will will glow, and and it'll let you know. Um, I'm not changing. Do what? Play me. Play with me. I'm surprised the little ring voice doesn't come out of there, that crazy-ass ring voice. Um, I'm still progressing in it. I just beat the second world. But I've done a couple of the side workouts just to like try to do some extra stuff. And uh, something I've noticed, Brant, because I know you're starting. I would pick my exercise, like I would pick my battle uh, when I first started to try to to pick the one I wanted to do. But I found I was focusing on certain things and not doing the other ones. So now I've switched to random. There's a thing where you can just do random and it'll just it'll pick an exercise for you when you when you have to fight a creature. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, they've added a couple new exercises. Uh, which keeps things fresh. I played a new mini game that I never played before that had me twisting and pulling the ring con and pushing it into like, it's almost like whack-a-mole. It was a combination of whack-a-mole and uh, Cesar, you may remember this. It was an old iPod touch game where you would shoot the marbles down into the tunnel and you spun the click wheel to try to get the marbles. It was like breakout or Arkanoid, but it was in a circle with that click wheel. Brent, you remember it? I just remember playing uh the original Sonic on the original Clip Wheel, and it was a nightmare. Oh, God, it was awful. Sonic the Hedgehog on iPod. <laughs> it was a nightmare. But uh, it reminded me of that, but you 
you have these like moles that are popping out or robots or whatever they are. They're popping out of the sides and you have to turn your ring to match where they are and either pull out to go out and bop them or push in to bop the inside ones. And then you have like some gold moles that count for more. Um, I had one other thing to note. That game's good as hell, man. I just love and I've gotten to the point I'm I'm literally feeling better. I'm actually drinking water like it's it's. I'm being more motivated to exercise. It's it's really helping out a lot. I know it's not the purest, greatest form of exercise, but I get a sweat going and I feel like I'm doing something. I do the heart rate meter afterwards and it tells me that I'm doing, it's not excessive exercise. It's not moderate. It's whatever the one in between there is where it says, it says I'm getting my heart rate up and getting stamina up. So it continues to be a good time. I'm liking Ring Fit. Ring Fit is barreling towards game of the year material as i bring it up weekly oh god it's still got half halfway through the year man we do there's a lot of stuff coming out but it's it's going to be in consideration it's just so different and and fresh and i feel good when i play it and it doesn't feel like i'm wasting you know i'm not just playing some game and i'm like man i could be doing something else like i feel like i'm legit getting something out of it what are your thoughts on it brant i am loving ring fit Ring Fit Adventure, baby. So, I guess That's we're segueing over to me. So you can me. play with us. Yeah. Do what? I guess we're segueing over to me. Mm-hmm. So. Mine's, mine's still over here on the ground. <laughs> so, when I first popped it in and, and um, I had the whole, whole family around. And so, we just started doing everything that we could. We did... A bunch of the mini games. Um, okay. I, I think we tried every single mini game that we could. So there's there's all sorts of ones where there's like, it's almost like a balance beam, and you're having to lean the the ring certain ways. Oh, cool. Um, and collect coins and avoid different uh, obstacles like bombs. Um, there's one where no, you're not basic- bombs. <laughs> no, not bombs. 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 So battlefield. You're Sorry, we keep derailing you. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, gosh. What is? Oh. Um. So there's this one where you're like on a treadmill, and you have to you you know you run in place, uh, and you have to point the ring at the ground and squeeze to lift yourself up in the air. That's in the story mode. Yeah. So there's basically three different sections, and rings. Yeah, I guess they are rings. They're like the coins and and bombs and stuff come at you. So you have mm-hmm. to either uh, speed up or slow down to collect them and use the ring to jump if, you know, you need to get the ones higher. Um, so we did a bunch of that. Um, are there are there arrows on the treadmill at this point? Because I just, I just unlocked that or that's just a new thing where the treadmill will be working against me and I can't just jog yep. like normal. I have to high step to get through it. Mm-hmm. Like you do the the wet sections. I don't know if you've seen that in the in the mini games or anything. Like you'll go yeah. through a pond or some mud or something, and you have to high step, and it reads that it reads that Stairs. left joycon. Yep, Stairs it's like too. It's like the way you guys are describing. You're all in the same club. I'm like I'm outside. Like I missed like five days of class or something like that. I'm like yeah. teachers coming in here to talk about shit. I'm like whoa, what did I fucking miss? <laughs> now we're speaking the same language. Yeah, like oh, now, go through the swamp. I'm like what the fuck's happening? Get in the club like, with us. It's an RPG. It's a it's what do you call it? You call it a good Dragon Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Press A to exercise. Oh god. So then we did some of the exercises and then. I remember you saying something about um, there's a rhythm 
aspect. Like there's like DLC that's you can listen to different music. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided that I'm going to jump into this. And so we're all standing there and uh, I found. Um, gosh. It's like Zelda, the Mario. Yeah, it was. I use the first one I did was the theme for um, uh, Mario Odyssey right. and Jump Superstar. There you go. I couldn't think of it for the life. I'll of get me. you there. Just throw throw me enough clues. And then look so, at Days Gone, and then I'll I'll piece it together. Days Gone. Go <laughs> still sealed. Praise Days Gone. It's not sealed. It's not sealed. I opened it. He installed it at some point. No, I haven't installed it. We just got to take that picture of the guy from uh, Dark Souls, and you instead of praising the sun, we just put Praise Day. Days Gone. <laughs> praise Day. Praise Days Gone. We'll use that as your background for your uh, area uh, Skype call. Please. Yes. Yeah, yes. There'll be those freakers or whatever they call them in the background. But <laughs> so you can either do music from Ring Fit or you can do there's two um, tracks from Mario and then there's um, Breath of the Wild. And, you know, depending on which one you, you pick, some of the smaller ones are only a minute long. I believe the jump uh, Superstar was a little over two minutes, and the Zelda um, Breath of the Wild um, is over three. That bitch was long. That was that's the first thing I did on Ring Fit was play that Zelda medley, and I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Well, here's the thing: I, I did Jump Superstar on like the regular because there's like beginner medium or intermediate or whatever it is and then there's like hard and then there's extra hard and you have to i guess do so good on hard before it'll unlock extra hard and so just just for kicks and goals i have to do the zelda one now Mm -hmm. and i was like ah it was it was all right let me let me do it on uh on hard holy crap was it tough um well it's just so Richard's played it. He knows, but so is, is it not? Is it not like I don't mean to interrupt, but it's not like Dance Dance Revolution where you're like, all right, I got this easy thing, and you jump up to hard, and you're like, like you just <laughs> can't figure it out. Yeah. No, it's 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 very simple. So you're in one place. You hold the ring straight out in front of you. Um, there are green circles which just indicate just the ring by itself. You don't have to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And there's basically three tracks: middle, left, right. So you're you're having like a MOBA. Yeah. Um, There's purple where you like squeeze in and you have to to hold for those notes. Um, And then there's blue where you have to pull on the ring. Um, And those are the main ones. Um, With purple and blue, there's usually sections where they show it and you have to hold it for a duration of time for the note uh, or extend it for a duration of time and then there's other ones where it'll be a special one and you have to sit there and constantly like flex the the ring con over and over until you know a new note comes up and then once you go to um hard it'll have sections where you have to squat and so it'll there'll be this wall with arrows that point down and so you have to squat and then do whatever notes and you know you're leaning left leaning right and flexing this 
stinking ring con while you're squatting the whole time. And it has you squat for, for quite a while. The squats kill when you, when you play the adventure mode and you have to do the chair pose and you're like stuck yep. in that thing and you're just raising that ring up and down. And so that was the first day and I, oh my gosh, it was, it was, it was fun, but it was definitely a little bit more strenuous than I, than I thought it would have been. I went into it completely uh, lighthearted thinking eh, it's, it's not really going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. It'll get you right. And I was like, man, that was actually, that was kind of a workout. Um, so uh, I got up one morning and went ahead and did a, a full session through the adventure mode. Okay. Um, and I have my results here. So I played for 20 minutes and six seconds. That's, um, a, good, I, uh, that's a good long bit on, on ring fit. Which that was, I did the first section. So I did um, the first, what is it? Are there two, three little sections you go like through and then you fight three the levels dragon? And then Drago? Yep. Um, so that was 20 minutes, six seconds. Uh, it gave me my total calories burned was 155.94 calories. And my distance ran was just over a mile. It was 1.01. So, and... There you go. Uh, I worked up a pretty good sweat. <laughs> um, I'm soaked when I'm done, man. I'm, I'm upstairs in the heat, too, so... But, I mean... And I I felt I felt good afterward. I mean, it, it was definitely a, a, good, a good workout. And I'm going to dive back into it. Um, probably first thing in the morning, get another workout yeah. in and try to try to knock out another level. Um, and so it'll far, warn you, I, it won't let you play too long. It'll warn you like, hey, you need to go ahead and cool down. Yeah, before I fought uh, Drago, it it wanted me to take a break. I was like, nah, I'm already this far. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna finish it. And the boss battle is intense, though. You have to do a shit it tires ton of those me workouts. out. Yeah. So the second the second one coming up, spoilers, I guess for the RPG. But he picks up, you know, those things you fought that are the kettlebell things or whatever those are called. Mm-hmm. Like you fought those individually. He picks those up and he has like super versions of those. Then you have to take them out before you get him. It's good, man. I, Cesar, I know we're speaking a different language. Ring Fit is a it's an exercise RPG. I didn't think it was going to be as. As. Polished, inviting, yep. challenging. It's, it's a good experience. And I had well, a friend. Glad you're having a good time. I had a friend message me as soon as uh, I started it up. Uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't even on it a full minute, and she she sent me a message. She's like, "Are you enjoying that? How is it? I, I want to know about it." And you know, because uh, she's she's apparently looking for it, and I looked at it on Amazon again, and it went from the normal price of like seventy nine to now it's it, it's not even. Um, in stock anymore and it's up to 143 the last time i looked again so oh, hey the scalpers people it's coming back in stock it's at walmart it's at best buy it's just bouncing in and out if you need another one let me know i'll keep an eye out for you and, and shoot you a message when i see it oh yeah because i'd like to try and hook her up because i know i know she'll want it Cesar, so, you got clearance to join us yet on our ring fit adventure no i've been exercising the, the thing the thing with me is i i spend I already spent like two to three hours doing cardio in the morning and it's just tough for me to go do something else throughout the day. Cause usually I'm done. Right. Cause, cause usually I get up at five 30, I'd run four miles in the park 
and then I come back here and I do 45 minutes on this little bike behind me. So we can't tell what's back there. We don't know if that's a bike or what. Oh, yep, there it is. Yeah. It doesn't blur it out near your head. That or uh, an evil giraffe that's waiting to kill me after we're done with this call. <laughs> evil uh, giraffe. Yeah, it's just waiting for me like a weird velociraptor. Wait it's for it. It's a polite Wait velociraptor. For yeah, Wait for it, that kind of giraffe. <laughs> that's not a dog. Wait for it. Call back to the, the content that doesn't make the episode that no one mm-hmm. has a clue what's going on. Classic but, uh, little podcast staple. Usually my, my day, uh, like my break day is usually on Sunday. So it, it would probably be like on a Sunday where I did, I just was busy today and didn't have time to do it. Cause normally I'm always doing, I'm always doing cardio, man. I'm always running in the morning. So biking in the afternoons, random shit here and there. Punching a wall and 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> Blowing leaves. No, that's the neighbor exclusively, but he's got a good idea. I might just start going out there and one up him and start mowing my lawn at like 10 p.m. at night. Like what now? And somebody just calls the cops on me. You don't. You done with that blower? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Enjoy this for the next forty-five minutes. All right, Brant. What else have you played outside of your adventure of Ring Fit? Uh, well, let's see. Last week, I actually booted up the um, little SNES games on nice. uh, my Nintendo Switch. Yes. I played a little bit of uh, Super Mario World 2, uh, Yoshi's Island. I played through the first five levels. Okay. um, Just for some... I just was in that mood, kind of mood, and just wanted to play. Uh, And then just got tired of hearing baby Mario cry over and over. Get good and you won't have to hear it. (laughs) Stepped away from that. that Oh, gosh. It's such a great game. We have a but, stream of that whole first world. We, we just never picked it back up after that. That's I what still, we used a capture card for. That's what we used it for, Brant. There you go. We yeah. had the Super Nintendo Mini hooked up for Yoshi's Island. That's what it was. I still I still remember renting that game from Blockbuster and leaning it over the weekend. That was still one of my that's still one of my best memories. It's still in there. That's awesome. You just smashed it the whole weekend, huh? Mm-hmm. Start to finish. I was blown away how good that game was, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I also had to boot up Donkey Kong Country. Yes, the new release. Um, gosh, just f- for the time that this game came out, this game was so revolutionary. And to think the the graphics that are on it for the SNES, it's it's mind blowing what they did mm-hmm. with that Super FX chip. Um. Let's see. It didn't even. I don't think it even used the Super FX. It was just some proprietary thing that that computer scanning they put in there. Yeah, they did something different with that. Rare some wizards, man. They've always been tech prowess. The stampers, that is. They there were, gosh, there were several games on the SNES that just for the time are absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, the Mega Man X games, and they got a build of, like, what is it, Street Fighter Alpha 2 on there? Yeah. But let's see. How I, got two, I, I actually own, I own a copy of that one. That's That was a weird one to play. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong say, looked good and played well and all that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made it to Forest Frenzy. Um, 
had fun uh, with your favorite level. Uh, what you say, Winky's? Winky's uh, walkway. walkway. Yeah. It's either right before or right after Minecart Carnage. Uh, yeah, fuck Minecart <laughs> Carnage. <laughs> Cesar knows the cheat, though. You can, like, roll straight backwards or something, and it drops you. Can't you roll backwards and in, back into the cave, and it just puts you halfway down the map or something? That's a uh, stop and go. Stop and go station. That's it. Yeah, that's the one where I, I figured it out one day. You just go backwards, and it drops you to the very last checkpoint. So. <laughs> stop and go station's tough, too. Uh, I, but, no, the minecart, uh, the minecart one. There's a there's a barrel, in one of the jumps where it just shoots you to the end. I can't remember which one it was. You how many how many lives did you lose on minecart carnage, Brant? Thankfully zero because uh, with the SNES, oh here we uh, go. You can you can rewind. You can rewind. So I would just sit there and if I missed the jump or mistimed the jump or got hit with some bullshit coming through real quick. Mm-hmm. I just do re- rewind a couple frames and keep going. Yep. Uh, but man, that game it's super fun. It's so much fun. Let me know if you want to if you want to resume your save. We'll try it co-op where you can just join the the online multiplayer session. I think that'd be fun to stream a couple uh, levels of that. If I can figure out how to do the window capture where we get both of our cameras on there, I think that'd be a good time. Or we could just talk over it. We could just talk over it and play with our mics and capture it that way. Yeah. I think yeah. that'd be fun. That'd be down. We, we need to talk about that. Cool. And then, let's see. The last thing I did was I jumped back into some Final Fantasy VII. Um, let's see. Last week I was in jail. Um, I got some more. <laughs> yeah, I need, I I need your prog, I need your prog support of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so Which Genova are you fighting now? We got a little bit more backstory um, uh, through Barrett um, and what happened to his hometown, uh, and then was we, like, what was that guy's name? Dying or something like that. Dying. Yeah. And the, the scene where he's. He's trying to save Dine, and then his uh, Barrett's arm gets shot, and he lets him go. And Dine loses uh, the other arm. The other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always so crazy. They're holding each other's arms. They both lost both their arms. Yep. And then they both got guns. Like <laughs> they both got retrofitted <laughs> by the same gunsmith. Like whatever. I don't want a prosthetic hand. Give me a gun. Give me a gun. Like almost like that fucking bullshit from Riddick, where we just kept we kept telling if you were watching uh, Pitch Black. How'd you get those eyes? You got to meet a guy. Gives you a surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I had the fight with Dine, um, which w- was a very good fight. Um, and then you have to do a chocobo race for your freedom, um, which was which was kind of annoying. Um, but I think only took me like two tries uh, to get the hang of the chocobo race. Um, do the do the cheats because you're playing the not the cheats the added benefit whatever you want to call them I don't I want to make it sound like you're shortening your experience or anything no does that give you are there any chocobo attributes on that that make like the chocobo racing more simple or anything that's not included in there you don't get extra stamina no I don't want to no. take over what Brent's saying but I think it's just all luck based because there's certain chocobo stars that are just bullshit you can't beat if you, you just get yeah. the roll of the dice and get the wrong one you're just gonna yep. redo it again. Yeah, they, I, I think Max that. was one of them or something like that. Every time Max shows up, mm. you know you're going to lose because that fucker's like, he'll wait and all ass towards the end. And it's like, there's something you can do. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I went in my place, I 
I did the I did the gold, gold chocobo, and there were so many fucking lost times where I whenever I ran into fucking Max. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they tell you in the um, when they tell you about the mechanics of chocobo racing for that, that there's certain chocobos that if they don't listen to you, you know, they won't control right, and then certain certain chocobos have different attributes and they just run out of stamina stamina a lot quicker. Um, so it's it's kind of a it is luck based. It's purely luck based. Um, so after you do that, you get this little buggy that allows you to go across. Oh like, yeah, the world map water. buggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't uh, have that thing for long though, I don't think. Nope. Cause I traveled around with it um, and wound up going to this area and fighting the Turks, having a um, run in with. It was only two of them. Sing. But that fight was pretty quick. Uh, and then you go to this area um, that's a... It was a reactor, but it's all melted down, destroyed. Um, and... Oh, gosh. What's his name? Uh, Sang shows up with... Uh, who's the woman in the red dress? Oh, that's an uh, obscure character. Is she in the remake? Cesar, do you remember her? Priscilla? Is it Priscilla? She she took over the weapons development for Shinra. Uh, she, I mean, the, all the Shinra people were introduced in the remake. Let's see if I can't find her name real quick. Because, I mean, she was in there. I mean, did she take over development? I mean, they were all in there. I can't remember what her name was, because I know she shows up more prominently when you go and do the towards the end of the game when you do the takeover for Megar. I know she's a boss battle. Scarlet? Yeah. Is her name Scarlet? Scarlet, yeah. Scarlet. There you go. Yeah, because it makes sense. Because I remember in the remake, uh, they made her more like a... I'm just going to stop, because I know some people haven't played the remake. Uh, they made her into a more interesting character, uh, and she has a very unique personality in the remake. It, it, it fits with the original tone of the original game, but it just goes a step further. There's some cool. stuff in that remake that crosses the line of certain things, and she was uh, one of those characters. So, ah. But she shows up, and you know we're hiding behind some wreckage, and she's talking about how the materia that was made in this reactor isn't good enough, and they're searching for the ultimate weapon, some kind of ultimate materia. And um, they leave, and we pick it up. It's um, the Titan summon. Um, so they're looking for something even bigger and badder than than the Titan summon. Wow. Um, was it? Could you see it on the map, or did they like give it to you by default, or? Uh, it's it's just kind of in the wreckage of gotcha. the reactor, and if you if you walk by it in the correct fashion, because I walked by it like once, I'm like, there's obviously there's something here, and you know, and then I'm using the guide, and it said something, pick up the Titan materia. Yeah, I'm like, well, where the hell is it? And eventually, I I walked past the right thing, and it's like, uh, there's something inside, take it, or you know. God, God bless yeah. big uh, big guys when they're like, just pick this thing up. I'm like, where the fuck is it? Yeah. 
I think that character is supposed to give it to me. Do I have to dig? Yeah. That happened once before when I played like Tales of Symphonia back in the day on the GameCube where I, I there was some bit where I couldn't get out of the room. They're like, just take the ladder, get out of the room. I'm in this fucking room and I, I couldn't <laughs> find a ladder. I was walking around everywhere, just no prompt or nothing. I thought I had a bug version of the game because I was like, no, I put fucking two hours and just get to this point. And there's no fucking thing. I was like, I had, a, I don't know, I was deflated after that. I mean, Do you it, was what it was. It, it was it you just had to keep walking around till you get it. It's like a precise spot. It was bullshit as fuck. I'm sitting here panicking, like, oh god, it throws on me. It was some kind of like, you know how the GameCube sometimes the disc never finishes loading or something like that, where they have these yeah. little quartz here and there, where it's like trying to load the next section. I was like, oh, I didn't load it or some some bullshit. I still remember that to this day. So I was like, fuck that, fuck guys, just go down the ladder. I'm like, where, where, where? I'm, I'm all all over this fucking room, just running around panicking. We heard, we hear the panic, we hear the pain. It's the day before you save it. Save anywhere. I'm like, oh god, God bless save anywhere. Brand, I would have issues with those those PS1 Final Fantasies. I'd be lost in the pre-rendered background. Like I'm just looking yeah. around, like, all right, where do I go? I have to hit select and for it to pull up, like where I'm at and where the entrance and exit what is. Like, yeah. Final Fantasy IX was really good about doing that because there's some paths. Yeah. Do what? That pre-rendered backgrounds will cause issues. You get lost in it sometimes. Like, what? They thought that was the exit. And then the like only thing I remember, clear? the only thing I remember from Final Fantasy VIII is that fucking room where I kept running and then I got into a fucking battle every five seconds. I think was that was part of the story, a... but it's like you had to make to the center of the room. And it's like every, you know, it's like they just kept throwing you random battle. And I was like, I just kept running away into another random battle. I was like, I just want to get to the fucking center of the room. Damn you, story bit. <laughs> but. I'm on my way to Cosmo Canyon. Uh, my buggy just died. I'm I'm like right outside. That should, that should I, be the name of a song you should be singing. I'm on my way to Cosmo Canyon. And my buggy just died. That's one of my favorite it's parts of the great game. Great country song. You should no, go. Like, yeah. Sounds like a country song. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, those those uh, the frogs are really annoying. The frog enemies that you run into that turn you into frogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are effect. annoying. And then the uh, enemies that look like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, have I can't. To look these up. I don't remember the name of. They, I mean, they look like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He's got a little staff, um, and he does he this. Huh? He goes by Donatello. <laughs> yeah, you just you just named a very specific. <laughs> you can't say it looks like the Ninja Turtles, and then you literally describe a specific Ninja Turtle. You could have said Donatello's, and it would have painted the picture for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's more of like a spear kind of thing. Trident, I don't know. I don't know. But, it's, it sounds like me just firing a Final Fantasy VII, just looking around. Where's the Donatello's? Grant <laughs> <laughs> promised me Donatello's. Bring me to the Donatello's. I'm over here by the fucking Cosmo Canyon. I see no Donatello's. My buggy broke down. <laughs> One star, no Donatello's. Yeah. I don't know, but he eats some pizza or something. I don't know, but... uh. He does this thing where he reduces your physical damage to one, so you can't do... Yeah, you can't do... Unless you do magic or summon, you're not doing any damage to this thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. I hate static buff when they flip flip things over uh, on you like that. Like, ah. But that's, that's it. That's my game's played. This Cosmo week. Canyon, man, that's my, that's one of my favorite parts of the game. You're you're headed up to Bugenhagen, I think his name is, <laughs> and Anaki. The whole part with Anaki is just that was a great story, but yeah, it was awesome, awesome. I'm jealous, sir. Enjoy. All right, Cesar, 
we're at an hour and a half. Let's let's see how we do on yours. Oh man, mine's mine's pretty easy. Uh, I ended up finishing up a Death End Request. Oh, I saw uh, you got, got the platinum. Yeah, I knocked it out, man. I got all eight innings. Nice. That was enough to to pull me in there, man. Um, it it kind of deformed itself. It was like a mixture of like a Sword Art Online Matrix and like a horror game story wise, and then mm-hmm. it like turned into like a whole Groundhog's Day type of thing in the end where you find out like uh, basically he gets these powers where he can kind of like um, where the game world and the real world kind of unites and everybody kind of dies. And then he figures out what he needs to do because he, he, he figures out he gets these powers where he can rewind time and go back in time, but then he forgets everything. So what he was doing, he was leaving clues for himself. That oh. way he can uh, kind of like guide himself on there and he would just add a different clue each time in hopes that he would... Uh, quantum leap it and get it right the next time but um quantum leap it <laughs> open his next leap will be the leap home but um yeah. outside of that I think he finally gets the ability where he can remember so he finally got back and he can fix the whole ordeal that caused this world where you know uh his his friend died and you know they it's it, it turns into this whole conspiracy thing where like uh like they're trying to use artificial intelligence to bring him into the real world i mean and uh from a video game um and it just is a big conspiracy around it. That's pretty much the whole story about it. And I mean, and then each each uh, player in your team has a correspondent person in the real world as as their avatar. So I mean, outside of that, and it's pretty good. I mean, uh, gameplay wise, it's like it, what pulled me along was the story. You know me, I'm always good for a good story. Um, mm-hmm. What will push a lot of people away from that game is that the the battles get repetitive after a while. I mean, after the first couple of chapters, is always you load into a new dungeon. You got to go around and search for these keys, which are hard to find sometimes. So it's usually me just running around the dungeon, attacking enemies until I can find whatever this little legit golden key or is what it looks like to go into is the it, next area. Is it randomly generated or? No, it's in the same spot. Now, when I went through and did the new game plus so I can get the rest of the endings, I knew where everything was. I blew through it. I blew through the game. And all right, the first time I went through it, I think it took me 30 hours. And then when I did new game plus, I, I blew through it in five hours. It's like because I knew where oh, wow. everything was. But it's like it's really uh, repetitive and it just kind of like it's just bad game design. And it, in my opinion, I mean, I, I, I'm OK with it because the story was good and it pulled me along with the story. But I mean, it just some people who, you know, if you don't like that story, you're going to go through the game. And be like it's like you said before, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I playing this thing that I don't like? So it's like I did it because I wanted to find out everybody else's ending. And it made it's, it easier. The story end, can so. get you through like. Uh, Florence was one of my games of the year, either last year or two years ago, and that that gameplay is drag and drop things on an iPad. But the story was story, music, characters, all that stuff got you through. Yeah. So it pulled me through, and what helped is after you beat it the second time, the first time you didn't get the ability to choose which ending you get, so it just gave you a random person, I guess, and they didn't really go into details about that person's ending. So it could have been the, the conversations you have with them in the game or the campfires or whatever. Yeah. I didn't really bother me because I think I read a line. They're like, all right, you can, once you go through New Game Plus, you can get to the end. You can sit there and just choose the ending you want. So it just it does like a checklist. And I just basically had to beat the final boss eight times. So I just saved before the final boss and just beat him eight times and then viewing uh, each ending as I went down. So I went ahead and got it done and got it done and got everything done with that game because the second one comes out next month. And I, I wanted to get it before the second one came out. And some of the characters from the first game is in the second game. So I'm. Um, I don't know what they have to do with the story because I'm, I'm just now I'm interested now I'm more interested in playing the second game than I was before. Um, I, know, I know I'm kind of vague on it, but I was like, it's I I could go into details about the story, but the story we'd be here for like 
45 minutes probably trying to go into detail about how the story turns out. It does pretty well. It's deep. I like it. Um, which is weird because it's some of that how you lose time and shit like that's kind of happening right now. So I didn't figure I wouldn't go for anything like that, but whatever. Here we are. Uh, the other game I've been playing is uh, I started up Dragon Star Veneer, which is also from the same studio. Um, okay. It uh, uses the same uh, Silicon Studio engine, which is uh, another RPG, uh, which is told through story bits that are told like through a visual novel, where it's like these uh, interactive 2D characters, which they have like CG base, where it's just very interactive, where you can see their eyes move and their mouths move, and it's kind of like looking at a interact like a a very detailed visual novel. Um, I got like the chapter three. Uh, that one is uh, basically you, you play like a, a knight for a kingdom who is hunting. He's like hunts down these uh, witches and he hunts down dragons. And some bit in the story, he has to end up drinking dragon's blood to survive. And he turns into a witch himself. As one does. So, yep. It's all checks out. Yep. This is how it works. He gets pulled into a whole lifestyle he was trying to destroy before and <laughs> trying to cope with it. So I think I'm on chapter three. The one thing I do like in the storytelling in this one is he, he does like a lot of stuff that I do sometimes where I sit there and observe stuff and keep, and, you know, internally think stuff in my head. And he does it a lot in this game. So instead of him just asking questions, a lot of stuff's like, all right, you can see the, the thought quotes where he's just looking at what people are doing and just trying to figure stuff out. So he doesn't have much interaction with the characters in there, but I kind of like that's that a, whole. Uh, that's a good story bit. Yeah. First person distancing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I just started that one. I mean, the battle system's a little bit different. You, uh, since it is witch base and they are witches, uh, they fight on this grid where you fight dragons naturally. And then um, there's dragons of different sizes, uh, large, small, medium, it don't matter. And they, they you fight in the air and there's like different tiers. So you have a lower level, mid, uh, mid-level and a high level. And then you can attack on based on tiers. And then you have certain magic attacks that will ter- attack on all the tiers. So it adds a little bit more of a strategy. Um, then at this bit, you can, uh, since you, you can devour dragon cores. So at some points you can, it's very similar to like a Pokemon is what it reminds me of. So, you know how Pokemon where you get, um, you'll get a monster down to as low as you can, you throw the Pokeball and capture them. Mm -hmm. It's that same concept in this game. So instead of you capturing them, you, uh, devour the, their core. So you take in their core and it builds in a system kind of like Final Fantasy 12, like a skill based one. So each core has individual skills in it. And then you can use skill points to level up that core. And then go through the skill your skill list and attitude. Oh, nice! So what is this one called? Uh, Dragon Star Veneer. Dragon Star Veneer. Very so, cool. Uh, yeah. So then, it, I mean, the battle system on this one's a lot more interesting than the the Death End Request. So this one is uh, keeping me going a little bit more. I'm actually playing this one hard. I had to I had to put it easy on Death End Request because. That shit was getting some bullshit where they're doing like those uh, <laughs> those stat debuffs where like certain characters would for whatever reason it's like a rock paper scissors so you have like nope, a moon, here we go moons, nope. moon star and sun so whatever boss battle I'll get into if they have the same fucking attributes they'll fucking counter my attack so there are certain boss boss battles where they'll sit there with two of my three characters that will fucking counter my attacks and it wouldn't hit so I basically just have one character constantly attacking this person it's just me for forty five minutes just trying to outlast. This bullshit. No. no matter what I throw at it, it's like no. counter, counter, counter. I'm like, this is bullshit, man. Fuck this so game. I had to sit there and fucking knock it down to easy so I can just go through it quicker. I was like, eh, whatever. But this one, I'm actually, I put this one on hard. I'm actually enjoying it. Um, outside of that, uh, I am still trying to go through Sword Art Online. Uh, uh, it is starting to get better on the gameplay wise. There's still this weird thing where I'm running and I'm just stopping. For whatever reason, like the character sees a Lego and they're like, whoa, whoa, can't step on Legos. Remember that from last time. 
you know, just pick up running, stop running, stop running. I'm like, what the fuck is happening sometimes? As we learned earlier, those Lego sets are $230, so I would be, uh, I would be hesitant to step on them as yeah. well. It's not about the damage to your foot. It's about the, the cost of that Lego. That's what it comes down to. I step on Legos like, fuck, that was $300. My foot's going to heal. That The cost. Not the instant pain where my foot's in shambles for the next four days. Um, but uh, Death by Lego. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I did get Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it hasn't come in yet. For whatever reason, Amazon decided that the collector's edition wouldn't arrive to my house till Tuesday. And I guess we're getting that point where shipping's all over the place. Yeah, and I did get a. I didn't get my Paper Mario. I got the same uh, Best Buy bullshit you did. Where for whatever reason they kept it on the truck until Friday 9 p.m. and they were like, "Oh, rescheduled for Monday." And I was like, "They did that to me last time with Daily uh, Daily Permission where they they." I, I think what it is for me is because I'm so fucking close to Forest Park, and that's their warehouse. And they're like, "Oh, we'll just do him last." And they get caught up with whatever they're doing, and they just never get to me. And they're just like, "Oh, it's too late," and they just they just keep kicking me out. There was one where they kept kicking me out every day. Damn. Like, oh, rescheduled the next day. And I'm like, I was like, this, I mean, I wasn't even upset. I think the last one I did that with the, it's funny because there was one I had for Amazon. I was supposed to get like Void or there was some indie games I was supposed to get. And yeah. whatever Amazon did, they, they sent me some notification like, your package was slightly damaged. We'll try to attempt delivery. And then I got another one where they, they couldn't, attempt, they couldn't get to my front door. They attempted delivery and couldn't get to my front door. Oh, I never, love those. I love those. I was like, dude, just put on there that something happened and it's delayed. Be honest was, with me. I'm tired yeah. of shit. I'm hot. I'll get it tomorrow. I'll make sure I bring you your thing tomorrow. I was like, yeah. I, I don't need my matching uh, cat water food bowls. <laughs> it's okay. It can wait till tomorrow. It's fine. You are a person. That's okay. Don't make up some bullshit. Undeliverable. Yeah. I'm like, how? I'm, like, I'm, not, fuck, I'm not even in an apartment. He basically is like, you can't get to my front door. I'm like, bitch, I'm in this cul-de-sac. It's like in the middle of it. You can come up to it anytime you want. So you, I was more here every day. You drop something off every day. I could have just went outside and you just throw it at me. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, just, hey, by the way, we're just gonna throw this at you. But like, what pissed me off is the whole like your package might be slightly damaged. I think what he was trying to do was trying to figure out some way to say like it was gonna end up being delayed. But I just did the, you know, what I ended up doing. I just did the middle finger. I went out there and just canceled my order, and they just ended up shipping it back to Amazon. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this because I have no idea if the, the package is actually damaged or not. I'm yeah. like, if you were honest and said, all right, something happened, delayed, we'll tend to deliver tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. It is what it is. I understand. We'll make happens. up some shit. But you put on their slightly damaged. I don't know if it's going to be damaged or not. And if I'm gonna, it's going to be late and then it's damaged and I got to reship it back again, I'm like, nah, fuck that. So I just went, Amazon, let me cancel it. And whatever, they lost that sale. I was like, I didn't just, buy it. I was like, whatever. I'm not even going to stress it. I'll get it some point down the road. So I just had that, but it was energy drinks. So I'm like, and I've had, I've had a case of energy drinks delivered before, but. I got a delivery delay, and then I got the damage thing, and they said they were going to return it. So I was like, eh, they dropped. They dropped, or it blew up or something, and they, yeah. they can't give me the whole 24. Uh, I actually got I got Ghost of Tsushima Collector from Walmart, and that one came fine. And then Paper Mario was also – I also got that Friday from Best Buy, and that one was fine. So it's just whoever that delivery person is probably at the end of the day. They're just like yeah. – just be honest, though. That's my thing, too. We're all working people. It's It happens, man, and – Getting that game on release day is not the end of the world. Xenoblade pissed me off. Yeah. But getting that getting that game on the and because it was that same bullshit. Like, no, it was on the truck. FedEx is headed yeah. your way. <laughs> Leaving, departing, out for delivery. And then delivery uh what was it? Unavailable or yeah, obstruction some or some shit. I'm like, no, fucking just tell me the actual reason why. 
Yeah, they, they want me to do the paywall. They're like, "Hey, we can give you a guaranteed window if you pay eight dollars." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, yeah. "They gave me like a like a nine a.m. to eleven thirty a.m. Uh, for Paper Mario." I was like, "All right, whatever. It'll come in the morning." And I didn't get a notification till ten p.m. that night. Like, oh, we couldn't deliver it. I'm like, "What the fuck's happening?" I'm like, "But I think it's because I'm so cl- close to that warehouse. I think they just do our area last, and I just got fucked because like they're probably just they're just swamped right now. So on the way it, back, it's what it is. And they're like, "Oh, we'll hit this on the way back." There's other but shit going like, on. The only had any. The only time it pisses me off is when it's two or three days because I'm like, that's the only bad thing. I'm so close to the warehouse and they keep doing it. Like, they keep putting me off. I think the third day, the guy finally came over here like 10 p.m. at night, threw it at my door because I think he had to do it at that point because they kept, they couldn't keep pushing it off the next day. So, because that's all they were doing. They were like, oh, didn't get it done. They push it off. But it was just, just my shit it out on your doorstep. Yeah, they just <laughs> threw it out there. And I was like, great. 10 p.m. at night. And when's the last time you seen UPS deliver something at 10 p.m. at night? So, <laughs> my neighbors don't uh, blow leaves at 9.50 at night either. But I'm not getting into rent. I'm not upset about it. The only one that, that pissed me off was the Amazon one with the whole, your package might be damaged. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? What's that, what does that mean? And then they said they couldn't deliver it. I can't, it, it gave me the option to cancel. I canceled it. I was like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not going to go through all that bullshit. And it is damaged. And I got to return it. And I'm like, no, nah, fucking cancel it. Brent, you had any uh, shipping woes? Stuff coming in? Cesar said Forest Park. I've had a lot of stuff go through. <laughs> For, it seems like if it goes through Forest Park... Um, it gets delayed by a few days. Um, <laughs> you see it and you're just like, no. Uh, yeah, I, I had something go that was supposed to be delivered in like three to five days. It got up to Forest Park within two days and sat up there for five days before it finally got delivered. Yeah. Um, most anytime stuff with FedEx, I've I've had problems with stuff through FedEx. Uh, a handful of times um but yeah i mean mostly i I think it just depends on it's it's individuals in either in the post office or in these different delivery services because i even had one thing that came from florida came up to georgia uh it hit one of the one of the distribution centers up here it's like oh cool i'll get it within the next day if not today uh, it, two days later, I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" So South I check. Carolina. I no, I check the I check the tracking. It's in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> yes, excellent. It excellent. went all yeah, the it, way to Buffalo, New York, before it came back here, which took another week. It's got to earn his postage. Oh god, I mean, I, I think I've effectively got fucked over at least by shipping this week by one of it because I got fucked over by UPS on the Paper Mario. I got screwed over on Ghost of Tsushima uh, from Amazon because for whatever Amazon. reason they they decided that Friday wasn't a release date. They were not going to ship until Tuesday. That has, still hasn't shipped. They just it's still preparing to ship status. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and then um, I ordered like a shirt online from like Hot Topic, and that was the the craziest one for me because you know the postal service having issues too. So. I got a notification from the postal service. It was supposed to be here on that, like that Thursday. And I got a notification that they delivered it to the Stockbridge post office for me to pick up available pickup. And I was like, no, I was like, just fucking deliver it to my house. I didn't pay for it. to ship to the post office for me to pick up. If I paid for that, then I would go do that. Right. So it's, it's still sitting there waiting for me to go pick up the post office. I like, no fucking finish your job. Go get it and bring it to me. You got to deliver it to the post office and then put on there ready available for pickup. I said, then I'll just let it go back to hot top. I'm like, Hey, y'all need to figure shit out. I'm like, I'm not, I get it. Stuff happens. If it doesn't get there that day, it is what it is. But fucking bring it the next day. I'm, that was not part of the deal. So I'm like, 
I paid for this. My worst one was the signature delivery on Panzer Dragoon Saga when the mail person signed for me and then left it left it in the mailbox. Just uh, signed for it and shoved it in there, and that was that. I, I was in that, complete shambles. I think they're doing that bullshit because they do that with like anything from Get Play Asia, you know, because those are from Hong Kong. Uh, those all require signatures, and they've just been signing for me. They haven't even come out because normally they used to come out there and have me sign for it. Yeah. They just been throwing my mailbox and I had to go when I take the track and it's like sign by blah, 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 blah. I think whatever shambles they got at the post office now, because they, they got whatever the postmaster is now. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no yeah, he's like, because I, I saw I saw it on there. He's like, hey, if you don't, he's like, they're telling no, they're telling people I do overtime. <laughs> it's like shit doesn't make it out on your, your original drive and leave for the next day. Instead they're trying to save money. And it's like, it is what it is. I get it. But it's like yeah. at this point, they're like, whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm like you, Richard. One day they're gonna fuck over the wrong thing. I'm like, I was in pan- I was panicked about that one. I did call in, but I was like, I got my stuff. Everything's cool, but you can't do this. You don't know what's in that package. You don't know how important it is to someone. Like, I just wanted them to make it a training opportunity. Yeah. So like, you know, go over this with this person. That was that was not okay to do with this item. It's not okay to do with any item. But I, you know, I don't want to look up tracking and see signature was signed and handed off to resident. And then I see some bullshit signature that's not mine on the thing. It's like, that can't happen. It's not I'm resident. Work. How's it handed to me? I'm resident. Handed off to resident. Hey, yeah, I'm resident. I don't have no a one's home. Because yeah. <laughs> it's right, one our... thing when it's it's one thing when it's a game, but people get medicine delivered to their house. So I mean, True. yeah, stuff they have to have. So I, mm-hmm. I get that too. Well, yeah, definitely, I, I, definitely delay my Xenoblade if, if you got medication to deliver to somebody. It's not it's a, it's a video game. It's not that important. So, yeah, hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll eventually get some new releases this week. I'll eventually get to it. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to uh, try to get some Tsushima time in this week to, uh, so we can speak on it next week. Brand, did you pick know, it up? I'm going to. For yeah, sure. All I, know, all I know is I just, they just can't fuck me over on the fairy tale game. So, <laughs> I will fucking cut a bitch. Got to have your fairy tale game. I will. I will follow that. Uh, I will. I would. Nah, I wouldn't do anything. I'll just probably buy you. <laughs> I'm just here, like going into details about being threatful. I'm like, yeah, I'll just probably get mad and just like fucking bastard and just spend sunny four ninety nine on the PlayStation Store and just download it. <laughs> and then just throw, my, throw my copy that comes in two weeks later and just throw it in the corner and be like, yeah, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I'll unwrap you one day. Yeah. Just like Brant stays gone. Never played. <laughs> it's unwrapped though. That counts. It's unwrapped. Just put, put a subtitle on the bottom. That Days Gone Never Played Edition. <laughs> Days Gonna Never Play This. All right, uh, let's get out of here. It's been forever, and it's Sunday night, and we all have jobs tomorrow. Let's get the hell out of here. You can find this podcast uh, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Uh, Sirius XM. Nice. iTunes. Himalaya. Himalaya, there it is. Uh, I think that's about it. You're good, Cesar. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see him thinking like somebody bailed me out. No, I was uh, gonna be. I was gonna be like uh, looking on whatever. I'm gonna fucking Kaiser Sose. Just look at whatever icons I have on my desktop and like bad. <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh, Legend of Apal. Uh, we're on social media on Twitter and Instagram as no podcasts. We'll try to get some streams in this week. 
I'm more motivated than ever to stream. Been helping out some friends to become Twitch affiliates. I think that'll be a big boost for us in our audience listens. Brant, you haven't hurt our uh, our numbers, so I think that's a good sign. We're... <laughs> I was waiting for Richard, like, but you haven't helped us either. <laughs> that was like that whole conversation, like, you haven't Son heard of us. a bitch. Yeah. They haven't gone up, <laughs> but they're not dropping. <laughs> not spiraling out of control. Not good news, and good news only. You haven't heard our numbers. Have a nice night, everyone. <laughs> Brant, Brant stays for now. You get the uh, You get the gladiator thumbs up currently until Joaquin gives you the thumbs down. All right, guys, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, crickets. I think it's time to go. I just hear the leaf blower in the background. It's still going. It's still happening. I hear it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 or how did that did they did they first start it no i think it's just done internally in their studio that's it what's well, he do regular show the regular show yeah i think yeah i sent you those clips well you know they always did the he always did the stuff based off like uh, indiana jones and the goonies I, and all that i was stuff. about to say yeah. one was like uh temple of doom type stuff right like they they found this old mall arcade was that the same one yeah where they had the old knight chose wisely yeah and and that whole uh, arcade by the way, like uh, the Goonies. Yeah, <laughs> it was that was a Indiana Jones Goonies combo because they ended up coming out of the underground, like near a cliff or something. That were the format wars when there was always like VHS versus uh, DVD. <laughs> God bless the format wars being retold in in cartoon format. <laughs>